Hey guys, what's up? It's Hannah. Welcome back to the Hannah Ashton podcast. I've been thinking, okay, this is just a random thought. Wasn't expecting to talk about this. I've been thinking of rebranding the podcast to have a name instead of just being the Hannah Ashton podcast. I don't really know. If you guys are cool with the name, like, yeah, Hannah is totally fine. Just personal branding, naming it after yourself, let me know. Or if you guys like podcasts that aren't really named after the host that have a different name to them or something like that, let me know. I've seen it both ways, obviously. Um, and I don't know. I just don't know what I want to do yet because I've been doing this podcast. I don't even know when I started. Maybe two years ago. Must have been that long. It's been a, it's been a long while um, of off and on with this podcast. So I don't really know what you guys would prefer, but let me know. Anyway, this episode is going to be a solo episode where basically I'm just going to talk about my lessons, what I've learned about myself through the Enneagram test. We're going to get into all that in a second. If you haven't heard of the Enneagram before, don't worry, I'll explain it. But before I do that, I just wanted to give you guys an update on my week. If you guys listen to my last episode with Jordan Elise. It was a super cool one about how she started her geek chic t-shirt brand and now they just make lots of fun fandom products. Um, it's a cool episode, but I, on my interview episodes, I decided I was going to do like a weekly catch up at the end of each episode. But since this is a solo episode, I thought I would just jump in at the beginning and kind of talk about my week, what to do with me, what's going on in my life. Cause I've realized I don't really post as much on Instagram as I thought I would being in college. On my Instagram feed, I obviously want it to be cute photos, good photos, good content. And so I rarely post on there just because I don't have the time to get good content, even though I really need to. Um, <laughs> and then on my Instagram stories, I really want to start... Um, putting more of like my everyday stuff, like going to class and things. I honestly just forget my day is so go, 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 go. I'm focused on the schoolwork. I'm focused on the content creation, that kind of thing. I forget to just post on my Instagram story, even though I love watching Instagram stories throughout my day. It's kind of like a little break in my day, but I'm going to try to be better at that. But in the meantime, I think these podcasts are just a great way to update you guys on my life. The little things that I normally don't share in a YouTube video. I should probably put my phone on airplane mode so it doesn't go off. I also have laundry in the dryer that gets done in 20 minutes, so perfect for about how long I think this podcast is going to last. That's something about college that's really annoying is you have to go to the basement for your laundry and you have to like see people and it's really gross in there. I don't know, but it's okay. You know, first world problem there. Right now, I'm sipping on some peppermint tea. It's 11 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, the Wednesday before this episode goes live. And I have a Bible test today, which I do need to do some more studying for. So I'll do that probably after I record this and put up my laundry and go to lunch. Um, that's later in the day. And then I'm really excited because right after my test, as soon as I get back, um, my roommates and then our friends who live a floor below us, they're all going to come to our room and we're going to watch The Bachelor from Monday night. I didn't even see last week's Bachelor because I was so busy and I wasn't here over the weekend when my roommates watched it, which is totally fine. Um, so I wouldn't have seen this whole season, but I think that's the only episode I missed was last week's. So I hear this week is when he jumps over the fence, Colton jumps the fence. So it's a big one, I guess. I don't know. I think it's just a funny show. And I've always just loved things that kind of bring the world together. 
can you watch The Bachelor in other countries besides America? I'm sure like at least Canada and Latin America, right? I think you can also watch it in Europe, right? I don't know. Anyway, but that's why I love holidays. That's why I love trends and things where everyone can just kind of come together and discuss and talk about stuff. That's why I think Twitter is so fun too. And so that's like one of the things I like watching The Bachelor for is just to feel like I'm a part of that community. So it's also way more fun to watch with friends. I tried watching a season just on my own and I could not dedicate two hours to just sitting by myself watching this petty drama. So it's more way more fun when you watch it with friends. But anyway, that's my day. Last weekend was absolutely phenomenal. I got to go home. Um, my family is still in their apartment, but we are moving into our new house next week. So next week is actually my spring break as well. So I'm leaving in two days again on Friday to go home. I'm going to be at home in Knoxville as we move into our new house and hang out with friends and everyone. And then uh, ha- like on Tuesday or something, we're driving to Florida um, around Jacksonville area, St. Augustine, where my family, I have some family there. So I'm going to get some sunshine on my spring break and I'm so happy about that. And then I'm actually flying back to Nashville from Florida on Sunday night. So we're going to have a busy week of traveling. I drove back from home on Monday morning, so I haven't even, I won't even be in Nashville a full week before my spring break, which has been great. It's made the week go by so quickly. Yesterday, I had a class canceled. Today, my professor didn't show up for my 8 a.m. He was apparently on a red eye last night and couldn't get a hold of us. Like, he couldn't send an email to all of us. So, my roommate and I, Ellie, were both in the same business law class. We showed up this morning, and at 8.15, we were like, well, isn't there a rule that if the teacher isn't there after 15 minutes, you can leave? We waited till 8.20. We left, and then he sent us an email after class, so... Yeah, that was a nice treat to have an extra 30 minutes this morning. I got to work on a video and yeah, now I'm just a little bit worried about my Bible tasks. The last one was really hard, even though I did well on it. So we're just going to pray <laughs> Be like, God, give me the wisdom of your word <laughs> to take this test. If you're not used to having a religion class, it can be kind of weird, but I feel like even if you're at a non-Christian school, you can still take religion classes and yeah, it's just really interesting to look at religion through a more history side than a personal side, which is how I usually like mostly looked at my religion, especially in high school since I didn't go to a religious high school. Sorry, I'm taking a sip of my tea. I really wanted to make coffee, but yesterday I had two huge lattes and I felt very jittery and stuff. Um, and so today I was like, you're probably going to want to drink a coffee or something while you watch The Bachelor at 5 p.m. So maybe just have a tea right now, Hannah, since you already had coffee this morning. The reason I wanted it so badly was because of my new, I have my all-time favorite coffee concoction back with me. Um, I bought my Vital Proteins Coconut Collagen Creamer. Guys, it's the best thing. If you're not vegetarian or vegan and you like creamy coffee and you want some protein and collagen in your morning, then get this creamer. You can get it. It's a powder, but get it at, you can get it at Target or Amazon. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And I didn't have it for months because I was sent some free collagen and I love that collagen. It was good. It was, it was still good, but this coconut vital proteins collagen is my all time favorite. So when I used up my free one gifted one, I got the vital proteins again. And then my mom back home found my favorite creamer, which I can never find in any of the Nashville targets or Kroger. And it is the silk caramel almond milk creamer. It's the best. And so I now have like the perfect coffee concoction. I put one scoop of the protein vital proteins 
um, like a couple tablespoons of the creamer, honestly. My roommates make fun of me for how much creamer I like in my coffee. And then I froth it up and oh my gosh, it is phenomenal. So that's why I am always just craving it. I don't even want the caffeine. I just want the taste of it because it's so delicious. And then yesterday at our local coffee shop, they have their new spring latte. I don't know about you guys, but I love when restaurants do seasonal things. I also love that at Christmas, so many restaurants do seasonal things, but I like when places do like Valentine's Day themed items or, um, you know, summer themed items, St. Patty's Day themed drinks, that kind of thing. I think it's fun. So they had their spring drink, which was a wildflower honey lavender latte. I thought it was going to taste too much like a flower, but it was just enough sweetness to flower ratio for a latte. May sound really disgusting to some of you, but try it. If your local coffee shop has a lavender honey latte, try it out. It's a fun experience. Okay, so now that I've rambled for almost 10 minutes, I think it's time to get into today's topic. But like I said, I just enjoy talking to you guys. And oh, well, I will give you one more update on my weekend. If you didn't listen to the last episode, um, I went, the reason I went home was for all my musical friends out there. Um, My high school was performing their musical of Newsies, which is one of my, if not my all-time favorite musical. My brother, Wes, was Race, if you know the characters. He's the one with the cigar. It's just, it's such a fun show. I went to all four performances, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I spent like, let's see, two times, a little over two hours was each performance. So a little like almost nine hours of my life watching them and I would have watched it again. I'm so proud if any of you are from my high school listening, you're in the show, you did such a great job. I'm so proud. I loved it and I'm sad the show is over even though I wasn't a part of it. I'm having post-musical, post-show sadness and yeah, I'm just really proud of them and it was just such a good weekend to hang out and laugh with everyone from home but I'm excited to see them again this weekend. Okay, Now, let's get on with the Enneagram after I take a big swig of my mint tea. (laughs) Okay, so if you don't know about the Enneagram, I thought I would just read the back of this book, which is what I found to be the main book about Enneagrams that everyone talks about. It's called The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Sibiel. I'm not sure, but... It's actually a Christian looking into the Enneagram and how you can use it for self-awareness, but also awareness of others. And so I thought I would just read the back to give you guys a little bit of an idea about what it is. If you don't know what it is, you can look up the Enneagram. There's nine types, which I'll explain briefly, but really to understand more, you just got to go take the quiz, look at the types yourself and decide what you are. And in a second, I will reveal my type if you can't already guess it. (laughs) Um, So the back of the book says, what you don't know about yourself can hurt you and your relationships and how you make your way in the world. It can also keep you in the shallows with God. Do you want help figuring out who you are and why you repeatedly stumble into the same self-defeating patterns? Consider the ancient personality type system called the Enneagram. This unique narrative-based approach allows you to see and experience the world through the eyes of people who represent each of the Enneagram types. That it's funny and full of stories means you'll keep turning the pages long after you read the chapter of your own number, beginning with the changes you can start making today. The wisdom of the Enneagram can help you get on the road that will lead you to your best and truest self. Self-help books are my jam, guys, and this is a really interesting one. It's definitely not just for women. Um, The whole book, all the types are gender neutral, so 
it's all just based on it's like a personality type um but also digs into your personality in relation to others and that's why i think it's super great to understand yourself to understand the people around you to understand the people you work with you live with relationships why you do certain things it's basically focused on what motivates you because each person can perform an act but the motivation behind why they perform that act is could be different for everyone so there are nine types to the enneagram I'll read them off quickly, and um, if you one sparks your interest, like, ooh, that may be me, then I recommend you go look into it further. So number one is the perfectionist, number two, the helper, number three, the performer, number four, the romantic, number five, the investigator, number six, the loyalist, number seven, the enthusiast, number eight, the challenger, number nine, the peacemaker. And each Enneagram has a wing as well, so there's like a little diagram and you can be one main number and then have a wing of another number. Um, Each Enneagram has a deadly sin, so something that stops that, something that hurts that number. And then in the book, it'll talk about that number at their healthiest, the average, and the unhealthy and the characteristics of each. So you can kind of figure out where you're at on that scale. It's all very intricate. And so I'm not going to try to explain it all here on this podcast. I just wanted to talk about what I learned from this and how accurate it is in my life and how it's kind of helped me discover who I am. Because I I find myself to be a very self-aware person, especially for my age, especially for a 19-year-old in college. I think I'm very self-aware. I think a lot of that does come from my childhood, from my faith, from my parents, and doing YouTube and kind of having to weigh my self-worth from a young start. But if you're kind of struggling in this area of finding yourself, knowing who you are, why you do what you do, then this book is going to be key for you guys. I so recommend it. It's even great for me. So when I first took the quiz online, not knowing much about it, I got a type seven, which is the enthusiast, which basically means they're driven by fun, by happy, by positive. And at first I was like, oh yeah, like I would much rather prefer to be positive than negative. I kind of have that outlook on life. Glass half full kind of deal. Makes sense. And then I was started reading the book and I'm like, hmm, let me retake the quiz. I've heard some people say you should take the online quiz. Some people say you should just see what resonates with you. I don't really know what's true, but I took it again and I got type three, which is the performer, which is definitely 100% me. I resonate with this one so much more. Basically, they're focused on achievement and I thought it would be cool to kind of read about the type three because probably a lot of you guys, if you love listening to self-improvement podcasts, if you like watching YouTubers like myself who focus on creating a better you, creating routines, having a stricter schedule, like time management, those are all kind of characteristics of a three and I know a lot of YouTubers are threes. I was listening to the Pretty Basic podcast with Alicia and Remy. Alicia is a type three, just makes sense. Um... So yeah, so type threes are very big, I feel like, in the entrepreneurship and social media space. And I underlined some things in the book on the chapter for type three that I thought I would talk about. So they are the performer, and the main reason they are called the performer is because they are all about image. And sometimes it gets as bad as to where they'll have different images for different groups of people. So like, It says, I'll walk in a room, I'll survey who's in the room, and then choose the image I think that person would like best. And that's kind of the downfall of the three. But also, threes are the high performers. They are chief big. They can be the CEO. They can be the pastors of a church. They can do all these things because they're so goal-oriented and work-oriented. So... 
I underlined some things that really resonated with me. Um, so at the beginning of each chapter, it talks about the healthy type. So a healthy three, I underlined a sentence from this paragraph. It says, they still love to set goals, rise to challenges and solve problems, but their self-worth is not tied to these things. They try to balance their abundant energy between work, rest, and some, some kind of contemplative practice, reorganizing the importance of being instead of doing. So I was like, okay, I'm teetering, I think, between an average three and a healthy three, just because I am so self-aware and I'm always trying to find that balance in my life of work, YouTube, school, play, all that fun stuff. Here is a quote about the average threes. Average threes, they see love as something to be earned, so they quiet their inner convictions, valuing what others define as success and striving to do more and do it better. So this is like the real go-getter, but the reason you're going and getting is because you see that success as love and validation. And then it goes to unhealthy threes, which is just an extreme of that. It says, unhealthy threes, desperate for attention, these threes may turn the deadly sin of self-deceit into the sin of intentional deceit, telling others fabricated stories about themselves and their accomplishments in order to maintain their image. At this point in my life, I'm not saying I haven't been here or that I won't be here. Hopefully I will never be there again, but I don't see myself as an unhealthy three just because I'm honestly too humble sometimes about what I do. Like people ask me like, oh, what's your YouTube about? And I'll kind of downplay it, which I know I should actually like know my worth and talk about it and what it all is for. I never really say my numbers on YouTube or the follower amount. Like I'm sometimes just too conscious about what people think if I tell them about my achievements. So in this regard, I feel like that's unhealthy in of itself is in the fact that I should be proud of my accomplishments, but I don't think I overfabricate or overtell about my achievements that I'm always striving for. So those are healthy average and unhealthy threes. It also goes into the threes in childhood. And I really do think this is where it kind of like started for me. Um, I could definitely see this personality type in me as a child. Oh, but just a fun fact. Here are some famous threes. Taylor Swift, Mitt Romney, Tom Cruise. Makes sense. Political, someone in the politics, you know, a singer who's famous, an actor who's famous, people who are just going to go and get what they want. Um, so another thing about performer performers. They're optimistic, resilient people with audacious dreams who inspire others. When they're spiritually healthy and self-aware, they have nothing to prove. So that's just where I'm trying to get, you know? When I'm spiritually healthy and self-aware, I'll have nothing to prove. Right now, I definitely feel like I have stuff to prove to friends, to parents, to myself, to God. I just feel like that's why I do my work is kind of to prove myself. And so this is definitely something really interesting to read to kind of wake that up. Um, and it made so much sense when I was reading about threes in childhood because I always, and still am this way, we're getting very personal here, guys. I always feel like I want to be the best at something. So I will always, like, I did so many sports when I was little. I did baseball, like, starting out with, you know, co-ed, and I always had to beat all the boys. I did, like, an all-boys baseball camp in late elementary school. Like, I was just always out there to be the best, even against guys in sports, which I'm really proud of my younger self for that. Like, I love my younger self. I'm really proud of who I was as a little girl growing into, you know, who I am today. But I did all the sports. I did tennis, figure skating, horseback riding. I guess it's called equestrian, but I wasn't in that for very long. But I did that. I did soccer, volleyball, 
all the types of dance, ballet, tap, jazz, modern, what else? Tennis in high school, musical theater, choir, like I did it all and I had to be the best at it all in my mind. I definitely was not the best dancer. The years I did that, that was like very frustrating for me. I started in sixth grade maybe and went to eighth grade ninth grade when I danced it was really hard for me to not feel like I was the best in that just because I started so late girls have been dancing since they were two but I was busy doing all these other things I didn't dedicate myself to dance at a young age so I wasn't the best and that was really hard on me throughout those years now that I'm looking back um and all while doing this I still had to keep growing my YouTube I'm obviously not the best at YouTube so we're learning every day there Hannah, it's okay. You're growing. You're growing steady. It's all good. Um, but I also had to be the best in school. I felt like I needed to get straight A's, which I mostly did throughout high school. I think I got a few B's here and there in different classes. But And then I see it same today in my um, college. Like, I feel like I have to be the best in the class or at least at the top, you know, the top percent, like getting straight A's all of this. And I know that at some point that's going to bring down on me because right now I can maintain getting A's, being in the top of my classes, but I know college is going to get harder and I can't be the best I want to be at YouTube and my work at the same time being in the top percent of school. And that's where really where I'm trying to be right now. And it is very hard to juggle it all. And I'm doing good at it at this point, but I just know junior, senior year, maybe even next year, it's all going to fall apart and that's not going to work for me anymore. So We'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a quick sip of my tea because now I'm getting all talked up and my throat's starting to hurt. But yeah, so think about that. Think I, I want to know if you guys are a three. So do you feel like you're, you put achievements and goals um, before others, before other things? Like, let me know in the, in Instagram, if you would feel obliged. <laughs> oh, and there's my timer for my laundry sadly i'm gonna have to pause this in a second we'll see how much longer i go um because if you leave your stuff in the dryer for too long in our dorms then people will take your stuff out of the dryer dryer and just set it on the counter which is kind of embarrassing because you have like your underwear and stuff there and they'll just put their stuff in the dryer so i don't like to keep it in there for too long um, but the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about this was definitely what I struggle with. So, you know, threes at work, obviously they thrive. They're great at goal setting. Um, it also says in the book, they're avatars of an American ideal, the smart, charismatic, ambitious type A man or woman, you know, going after the American dream, work hard, achieve it. Like it's kind of that stereotype that we're good at portraying, but it's the emotions and the feelings that we definitely struggle with. Um, I highlight, I underlined this, if you have the book, it's page 140, but this quote about threes in relationships, other threes on autopilot can unconsciously view their partner or their relationship with them like an action item on their task management list. Those people can become one of the many projects they're working on at any given time. And this is what really opened my eyes. And I was like, okay, I need to talk about this in my podcast because yes, it from the outside, it may seem like, especially on YouTube, because I focus on work. I don't really focus on relationships in my podcast or on YouTube. Like I have it all together, but relationships is where I struggle for sure. Um, with my boyfriend, with family, with friends, I definitely, I'm not going to lie. I sometimes see them as a thing that just needs to be checked off. Like, oh, if I get coffee with this friend, then I can check it off. We're good to go. Had a nice little chat done. Moving on to the next thing. What's next at 10 AM now that my coffee's done at nine. Like I can definitely see it as that. Like, oh, I hung out with, 
I went on a date tonight with him and we went to the movies. It was a great time. Check. Done with my relationship for the day. Like I can, I totally see that happening. And a lot of times, you know, it also said if something comes up and you need to really discuss your feelings, I will be like, oh, I can't right now because I'm working on something. And I tuck the feeling away never to come back to it. And I see this so much with my family and my, just my, all my relationships really is something I struggle with. And I knew I struggled with it, but not to this extent. And then I, when I was reading this section on threes and relationships, it all made sense. I was like, wow, I'm so glad other people also agree and have the same problem. It's kind of that workaholic mentality, which I never really felt like I, hmm, I don't know. Sometimes Joshua tells me I'm a workaholic and I'm like, I really do try to balance it all. Um, but some days I honestly would much rather sit on my computer and work on something and talk to you guys all digitally than be out fostering relationships in my real life. And that has its positives, that has its negatives, obviously, but that's just me and that's just what I have to try to work through and I really am going to try now um, through the end of this college semester and through my summer, through next year, is to work on fostering true relationships and not just focusing on, oh, I have a group of friends, check that off my list of balancing it all. Okay, hung out with my friends, went to dinner, good job, Hannah, move on to the next thing. Instead, seeing it not as something to check off, but something to cultivate and something to work through. And obviously, people in my life are not just another project of mine. They are people. Like, I shouldn't see me making these relationships as a project, which is definitely what I do because I love projects and I love setting new goals and things. So, (sighs) all this to say, This is definitely where I saw myself um, needing to do some work. If you guys have any tips for, you know, creating friendships and relationships that aren't just focused on the image or what they can do for me, that kind of thing, like, let me know because I I would love your advice. Again, just me being very open about this. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to go. I don't know. I found this hard it's, I'm torn because part of me knows that this time in my life, um, in college, if I work hard and do the best I can, it's going to separate me down later down the line from those who didn't focus on their career at this point in their lives. You know, I already have a good start to my career, I would say. And if I continue to foster it, spend the extra time, like that's, what's going to separate, separate me down the line as a high achiever, as a successful person, which I really do value. I want to have a life that I love. I want to have a family that I can easily provide for, that I can don't have to worry about working my whole life because once I have a family, I know I'm going to want to focus on them. So I want to be able to support myself even when that day comes, you know, 10, 20 years from now, who knows? So part of me is thinking, okay, Hannah, this time in college, you can use to separate yourself by working harder. But then also part of me is like, well, maybe in 10, 20 years from now, you're going to be like, yeah, it's great. I worked hard and here I am but I should have cherished the time I had in college more. And so this is literally what's been going on in my head for about a month, just in the background thinking, okay, what do I want? Should I try to have more of like the college experience or should I take those Friday, Saturday nights to build my brand, to build my business, to come up with new, more exciting things for my career? So that really is where I am at with all of this, and I don't know if you guys can relate at all. Um, Again, if you have any advice for me, I would love to take it. If you have any Bible verses that you love, you want to share with me, you know your girl could use them. But I just wanted to be very open about what I'm going through, what I'm thinking, and 
even though I say like I hustle and then I rest, which I do, I do take care of myself. And I think that's comes from part of being self-aware. Um, I definitely rest, but part of me is like, maybe I should, I'm going to use the word play because they say work hard, play hard. Maybe I should have more play, more fun. I was also reading the book present, present over perfect. I listened to it, the audiobook, and I finished it on my drive home from home, my drive to school <laughs> from home on Monday. And basically if you haven't li- read or listened to the book present over perfect, it is a great book. Um, but it goes against the, my mentality of hustle and work hard. I know I need to take care of myself and rest, but basically the author, I think her name is Shauna. Um, she basically said, I did that. I am a renowned author. I spoke, I traveled for work and it didn't bring me the happiness that I thought it would. What brings me happiness is the small moments, being with her family, reading a book, like just small things. And I love that idea, but also it goes against everything I've kind of done in my life so far. Um, as I really, and in my head, I still think that that end success, that end dollar amount, whatever it is, is still going to like bring me that contentment. And I don't know till I get there if it will or not. Um, I know it's not going to bring me joy or happiness. That definitely comes from a greater source. Like my joy, I would definitely say comes from my faith. Um, but I can see myself slipping into the, okay, where does my contentment come from? Um, where does my achieving achievement, because as a three, I need, you know, the achievement, the validation, where is that going to come from? That's where I see myself slipping and heading down a slippery slope. So that's a great book, Present Over Perfect. I'll probably re-listen to it again sometime in my life just because it's so good for just relaxing and realizing to take in the moment. So that is what I'm working on. That is what the Enneagram has taught me um, and showed me about myself. And I'm excited to read more about other numbers so that I can better understand my friends, my roommates. We all have a different number, which I think is really interesting. We're all very different, yet we're still friends. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens with that and then like how... It goes with my family and that kind of thing. Oh, and if you're wondering about my wing, I'm a three wing two, which number two is the helper. And I definitely see that over a three wing four, which is the romantic, which is more like moody. I'm definitely, I'm not a moody kind of gal. Definitely more of a overwork myself to help others. But that also, of course, leads to downfall. But I definitely try to, you know, have more of the like Christian mentality of helping putting your neighbors first and stuff while also taking care of yourself. It's just a hard balance. And Shauna goes over that in present over perfect. She does a really good job at explaining how you can have both of those. So don't listen to me. Listen to her. Read the book. Listen to the audiobook. It's great. And that is going to be it for today's episode. I don't want to ramble too much because I feel like I'll just repeat myself. So we're going to cut it off here because I do have to go get my laundry and study for that Bible test. But I love you guys so much. I hope this either brought some insight to you. You could resonate with it. Maybe you're going through the same thing. Just know that, hey, I'm having these doubts as well. I'm having this confusion about what I should be spending most of my time towards in college. And it's just a constant battle. So of course, if I figure something out, I'll let you guys know. But I don't see that happening super soon just because I am only in my first year of college and I feel like later down the line, I'll have more answers or maybe I won't. Who knows? But Thank you guys so much for watching, not watching, listening, and I hope you have a great week. If you're on spring break, have fun, be safe, and I will talk to you guys next week when I'll probably be recording this at home. I may have my mom or my dad on. I want to have both of them on soon because they are such great people, very influential, love them. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.